Welcome to the My Faith Votes podcast. I'm Megan West. On today's episode, we talk with Abby Johnson, a former Planned Parenthood director, now turned pro-life advocate. And in our conversation, Abby shares her honest yet encouraging perspective on the state of abortion in our nation, particularly during the coronavirus pandemic. Listen today and hear Abby's insights and be encouraged to stand for life. For those who don't know Abby, she is a former Planned Parenthood director turned massive pro-life advocate now. Abby, welcome. We're so glad um, just to be able to chat with you again. How's it going? What's life like in your home with all the kids at home too? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's been busy and uh, very loud, but uh, it's it's been fun. You know, we're enjoying the time our kids go to a a uh, private Christian school and, and usually five, five of our eight are in school. And uh, so, you know, we've transitioned to being the, the homeschooling parents of five mm-hmm. at home. And so that's been a, a transition, but you know what, it's been fun and we're enjoying it for the time being and uh, definitely appreciating our children's teachers <laughs> for sure, <laughs> and uh, the work that they do in the classroom. So, um, but it's been a lot of fun. We're just enjoying each day. Day that we're home with our children and uh, you know we bought a basketball goal to be outside <laughs> so we're spending a lot of time outside thanking God for this beautiful weather that we have here in Texas right now and uh, just just enjoying you know the little things uh, that, that we have every day so enjoying the, the time that we're getting to, to spend together as a family. Well and for those who didn't catch it you have eight beautiful children and what are their age ranges? Um, so there are 13, 7, 6, 5, 5, 2, 2, and 10 months. Yeah, so you're not busy at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it was just over a year ago that the movie Unplanned came out. And My Faith Folks was privileged to have a little bit of hand in that, providing the technology piece after the movie so people could be able to connect with different resources after the movie. And this week, in fact, it's now available on Amazon Prime. So if you're on Amazon Prime, you can go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's just such a powerful movie because it's your life story. And what's been some of the reaction that you've seen over the past year just from it coming out and people learning more about really your journey through from the beginning of Planned Parenthood to where you are now um, speaking out constantly for pro-life issues. You know, it's been great. I mean, the whole, you know, point of coming out with the film and and all of that was not really to make Abby Johnson a, a household name, but to really make the goodness of God something that is is known in every household and the the amazing mercy, just the forgiveness of God mm-hmm. that is available to anyone who dares to ask. Yeah. Uh, for it. And and that's really what I wanted everyone to know that, that it's available to everyone. And uh, I wanted people to have their own conversion experiences on the issue of a life, on the issue of life, even those of us that maybe are pro-life, yeah. maybe we still needed to have our own conversion, uh, maybe our own conversion of heart in the way that we see post-abortive women maybe our own conversion of heart in the way that we see those who work in the abortion clinics. Um, You know, there's many different uh, strongholds in our life Mm -hmm. that maybe needed to be broken down 
so that we can be uh, more like Christ. We can love more like Christ. Yeah. Uh, we can be more charitable in our own lives. And, uh, and so it's been incredible. I mean, just the amount of lives that have been saved, uh, you know, that every day when Planned Parenthood was in theaters, it was in theaters for about 14 weeks. And every single day I was waking up, you know, to messages, people telling me I, I walked into the theater pro-choice. I walked in to, to watch your film as a critic and I walked out pro-life. And that was amazing. You know, those are souls that, that now we're searching for God and, and looking for his goodness and, and souls that are on the path to discovering eternal life. And that's really what all of this is about. Um, but then also, you know, hearing from, from women who were thinking about having an abortion, people who had abortion appointments made and were told by someone, by a friend, by someone at that very last moment, you know, you should go see this film. And they ended up choosing life. I mean, what a, what a, just a victory, a joy uh, for God, for these babies to be born. And uh, it's just, it's been truly a a miracle. And then, you know, of course, my work, you know, working with those who work inside of abortion clinics who then want to leave and and turn their lives around for Christ. uh, We saw just an amazing amount of workers leaving and coming through our ministry. And then there were none. Um, You know, people ask me all the time, Abby, what, you know, what's it like to, to journey on with someone who's leaving an abortion clinic? What's it like to, you know, be on the phone with them as they're walking out of that clinic for the last time? And, you know, I always tell people it's, it's like watching a miracle because that's really what it is. You're, you're witnessing a miracle and uh, you know, you're, you're witnessing this, this heart of stone turn to a heart of flesh and it's amazing to see and now that, you know, Unplanned is available uh, on Amazon Prime, you know, there's now this this whole threshold has, uh, that's really, this barrier has been removed. So now people can't say, well, I don't want to watch it because I don't want to pay for it, right? If you're a Prime mm-hmm. member, it's available to you. Uh, so now there's just even more opportunity for eyes to be open, for the veil to be lifted, um, mm-hmm. and for the truth to be shown to, to even more thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And it really has changed the conversation about abortion because people can't deny what's going on within the clinics and seeing your story as you've walked through it. And we're still seeing a ton of response from people who are watching the movie and reaching out for help, whether they've faced abortion in their past and they want healing from that, or like you said, wanting to leave the industry or just people watching the movie and going, I want to be able to take action and do something because this is happening right under our watch. And how can we do that? And we're still seeing just incredible response. So thank you for being willing to share your story through that format because, wow, it's been powerful. And personally, um, I was able to be on the set while they were filming Unplanned two years ago. And um, it's just really amazing to see the whole fruition of it come, come to life. So, well, Speaking of abortion and just the state of what's going on in our country right now, obviously with the coronavirus, it's affecting a lot of different things. And there's some pretty big news stories regarding abortion and just deeming it essential. Um, I know Texas is one of the biggest states dealing with that right now, as far as some of the governors trying to say it's not. What's your take on this? Is what you're seeing happening across the country where people are saying, we've got to keep abortion essential. And how do we respond to that 
just in this age of coronavirus? You know, it's been interesting. I, you know, it's, it's, I was thinking about this yesterday. It's, it's crazy to say that I have been involved in the abortion fight one way or the other for over 20 years. I mean, which is, that's insane <laughs> for me uh, to say, but for over 20 years, um, I've been fighting for or against abortion in one way or another. And I have never, I, I've never in my life seen the abortion movement in such a frenzy as they are right now. Um, and I've talked with many other pro-life leaders uh, across the country who have been in the fight even longer than I have. And they're saying the same thing. Uh, they've never seen them fighting so hard and and really it's not even a hard fight it they're discombobulated mm -hmm. they are in a panic um it's really just a state of frenzy right now um you know there are so many people that are not able to access abortion as easily as they have been and it is throwing them into a state of panic mm -hmm. um it is like sharks in the water. I mean, they are just swarming. I mean, it is, it is truly evil in a way that I don't, I don't think we get to see that often. Uh, this, this push for abortion, it is truly evil. I've been getting, uh, emails sort of emails and messages from these women, abortion supporters sort of taunting me saying, you know, just want to let you know, Abby, we have a, a busload of women, uh, scheduled to go out of the state of Texas to have their abortion in New Mexico or to have their abortion in Oklahoma, proud of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're renting 15 passenger vans, 12 passenger vans, loading up, you know, filling these vans to capacity, taking them over state lines um, to have abortions, um, risking the health of these women. Uh, taking them over state lines. They are having uh, webcasts like like this one to fundraise. They are asking people to pay for women uh, to have these abortions out of state. They are fundraising to pay for lodging and transportation and food so that these women can have these over the state line abortions. Abortion has truly become back alley abortions. What they say that they are trying to prevent, that's what's happening. Like in Texas, they're saying you can't come in for a surgical abortion, but you can still have a chemical abortion. Mm -hmm. So what's the prevalence of that? And gosh, how can we be praying for that? Because that is truly kind of an underground system where people are being able to access medication to have an abortion at home. So here, here's what's been interesting about this whole thing is that we hear the abortion industry saying different things, right? And this is, this is something that's important for pro-lifers to really hear and to note. So on one hand, we have been hearing the abortion movement say, guys, abortion is no big deal. I mean, abortion is just routine procedures. It's just like having a cavity filled. It's no big deal. It's just removing tissue. It's no different than having a mole removed on your back. Okay, no big deal. Then the coronavirus hits and all of a sudden, 
this no big deal procedure is suddenly an essential healthcare service that women cannot live without. And if they don't have it, they're going to die. Okay. Right. So which is it? Is it a no big deal that's really a nothing? Or is it essential healthcare that women can't seem to live without? Okay. So they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's the same that we're seeing here you know, with the medication abortion, they say we don't want women to have at home abortions. And that's the danger of shutting down abortion facilities. OK, so we don't want women to have these dangerous at home abortions. That's why abortion clinics need to stay hope, stay open. Yet they file a lawsuit against yeah. the state of Texas so that women can have at home medication abortions so we don't want at-home abortions right. yet we're going to fight for women to have at-home abortions right i mean this is the lunacy of the abortion movement this is the lunacy of their agenda it doesn't even make sense so you've got women now going into these facilities they are taking medication they're taking one pill in the facility called mifeprex that pill deprives the baby of progesterone progesterone is food to a growing baby so they're essentially starving the baby to death that causes the death of the baby they're sending the woman home with four pills called misoprostol or cytotec She's going to take those four pills at home. Those four misoprostol pills are going to cause her uterus to contract, just like uh, what takes place during labor. She's going to start having contractions. Those contractions are going to cause her to expel her baby at home. Ideally, she's going to expel that baby into her toilet and then make the decision to flush the toilet and then flush her baby away and down the toilet. These procedures pose far more risks than the surgical abortion procedure. Now hear me, I'm not advocating for safe abortions. Okay. Abortions are never safe. They always end up with a human being being killed. Okay. What I am saying is that for the woman, medication abortion does pose more risks than the surgical abortion. In fact, what we know, uh, according to studies, is that the medication abortion has about a 20% rate of severe complications. And those severe complications could include uh, severe hemorrhaging, infection from retained parts of the baby being left in her uterus that could cause a, a, an infection that could cause her to be septic. And these problems could result in her having to have a DNC, so a surgical abortion anyway. Now, the problem with all of this is that the reason that surgical abortions have been deemed uh, or have been banned in many states is because they require a lot of PPE or personal protective equipment, yet medication abortions require the same amount of PPE and in fact could require more PPE if that medication abortion turns into a surgical abortion. So the fact that the courts are allowing this to move forward, allowing 
uh, medication abortion to be deemed essential is ridiculous because not only does it require the same amount of PPE as a surgical abortion, but it could also end up requiring more PPE if it then requires a surgical abortion later. Yeah. And yet this is what we're in the midst of court battles. I mean, even all the way to the Supreme Court, they're suggesting that may happen with some of the states who are trying to put a ban on the abortions right now. But like you said, it's it's very chaotic right now. And they're they're using the moment to really speak into this. I mean, even from the people who are praying outside of abortion clinics in this in this current context and getting arrested, just even those keeping space. I mean, are you seeing that where you're um, trying to speak into women who are at abortion clinics right now and, and kind of the, the prevalence that you're facing? We are not being currently arrested for going out and praying in front of abortion clinics. I, that would not stop me from going out and praying in front of an abortion facility, the fear of being arrested. Now we live outside of Austin. The facilities where we counsel are um, inside of Austin. Austin is very liberal. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that did eventually come down the pipeline and they said, you know, we're going to arrest people who are there. Um, that wouldn't stop the volunteers, uh, those mm -hmm. of us who are going going out there. If abortions are taking place, then people on the sidewalk should be out there as well. I mean, period. If I'm allowed to go through a drive-through and pick up a six-piece pack of chicken nuggets, then I should be able to go out in front of an abortion facility and hand a piece of literature to a woman that could potentially save the life of her baby. I mean, this is life or death. So um, if they're going to utilize this moment to incite fear into the hearts of women, then I'm going to go out to the clinics and I'm going to use the power of Jesus Christ to give them hope yeah. and to do everything I can to help save their baby. And right now, um, you know, there are many uh, pregnancy centers. Uh, most of the pregnancy centers that, that I know of, um, they are still open. They are still seeing clients. Um, the one that I, I just volunteered uh, for one today, I've been volunteering throughout the week um, for my local, uh, my local pregnancy center. They're still seeing patients. You know, they're not stopping whether they're deemed essential or not. Um, they're still going to stay open and they're going to be seeing clients because lives are literally on the line. And as far as I'm concerned, what they're doing is the most essential thing out there. Absolutely. Well, and it just speaks to the need and there's going to probably be a growing need of stepping in to be the resource for these women who are facing unplanned pregnancies to show them there's a different alternative. And so um, talk about Loveline a little bit because that's something you created, but tell us a little bit about why you created it and what's happening with that right now, because it's so critical of the needs that you're meeting. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got great uh, alternative. We have, we have great options in the pro-life movement for women who are in crisis pregnancies. Um, you know, we've got option line, we have pregnancy uh, decision help hotline, we have pregnancy centers or 2,500 pregnancy centers across the country. Um, you know, we have got uh, 
you know, just great resources for women in crisis who are pregnant. What I, I but I saw a gap in the pro-life movement. Uh, I was hearing from a lot of women who had their babies and they were helped tremendously by pregnancy centers. Um, but now their children were a little older or maybe they never went through a pregnancy center. Maybe they were in a really uh, stable situation when they, you know, had their babies. Um, but now their babies are six, seven, eight, nine years old. Right. And maybe they were in a healthy relationship. Maybe they were married and maybe now, now maybe now they're divorced and maybe they find themselves as a single parent and times are tough and they're doing it on their own. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe something's going on that's made things, makes times difficult for them and they need support. They need a support system and pregnancy centers. Uh, that's not their, that's not their wheelhouse, mm -hmm. right? Um, they're laser focused on helping that mom in crisis and generally for about two years after the baby is born. And then they hand off to other resources. And so what I found is that we started calling some of those resources, uh, those community resources. And many times when we would call, the answer was no. Uh, you know, no, we don't have anything available for that situation or no, we've already run out of funding for the month or, you know, or it was a disconnect line because it wasn't open anymore. Or, um, and I thought, man, you know, if that were me, if I was a single mom and I was really struggling to put food on the table and every phone I called, every number I called was a no, that would be really discouraging for me. And so my vision was, I wanted these women just to hear yes. Yeah. I wanted them to be encouraged and to feel hopeful. And so I thought, what if we started a hotline that did just that, that we became the people that essentially made the phone calls for them, that we were sort of that one-stop resource for them. And we would sort of get them on their feet. We would plug them into the local resources, but we would sort of be the middleman because Gosh, when you're in a bad way, you know, when you're feeling just emotionally spent, emotionally exhausted, um, when you're just down and out, you just don't have the energy to pick up the phone and make 50 phone calls to 50 different resources. You just don't. And especially when you're working full time, you've got kids in school, whatever it may be. And so we thought we can do that. And so um, I started hiring uh, case managers. And we've got case managers um, on staff with us and we make those phone calls and uh, we started connecting with just some of the most amazing clients and they just needed a hand up and we started getting them on their feet and we are now, you know, and it's not, it's not just handouts. It's truly case management. So it is living life with these women. It is being Jesus to these women, to these families. And, um, you know, it's not just a pat on the head. Here's a pack of diapers and go on your way. Um, we want to get them plugged into church. We want to get us a, a loving community uh, plugged in around them. We want them to feel loved. We want them to grow in a, a healthy Christian environment. We want their children to feel loved. We want them to grow up in the church. Um, and so we want to plug them in to a place that's going to help them develop spiritually and emotionally. 
Um, and so that's what we've been doing. And now we've helped, um, I think, just right at 150 women and uh, almost 300 children um, find that foundation and that hope. We've only been at this since October. And mm -hmm. so that's a lot of women <laughs> and children mm -hmm. uh, to help. And so it's just been it's been phenomenal um, just to watch the love of Jesus really blossom in the lives of these women and, and their children and, and men too. We've even helped uh, some fathers along the way. It's not just for women. Uh, so it's been incredible. And it's been incredible to see the body of Christ come together on this. You know, like I'll post one of the things that we do is we post registries uh, for these women and I'll post them on my Facebook page. And within literally within an hour, two hours, the whole registry is full yeah, for this month. Watch that. And it is amazing. And it's so easy because people see the need and they go, they can go buy the register things on the registry and it, it goes right to the woman. And man, to see that outpouring of the community just really step up. It's so easy and it's made accessible and it's just a community coming together. It's really cool to see. So what are yeah. you seeing for some of the needs right now? Are you seeing a bigger influx of women reaching out for help? Definitely. Uh, we had 13 women call uh, just in the past six days. Hmm. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, people not having work right now um, because of businesses uh, being closed. So we definitely uh, have a need right now. There's always a funding need. I mean, what I've learned is that the needs of, of families, um, it's truly infinite. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity for the church to be the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I am posting registries. Uh, I feel like we're probably going to have a registry to post almost daily um, mm -hmm. for a couple weeks on my Facebook page. Um, people can find out. Uh, more about us at loveline.com. Um, they can also sign up for um, our newsletter. Um, we don't bombard you with things, but just uh, mm -hmm. we send out updates every once in a while. Um, my Facebook page and our Facebook page, uh, Loveline uh, on Facebook is a good place um, to get updates about us and uh, and to find out how you can contribute to the, to the registries. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, and there, of course, I mean, it, it's, they're just neat. I, I think the the needs are greater than I even understood mm -hmm. that, that they would be, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I had no idea that we would serve a hundred mm -hmm. over 150 women in such a, a short period of time. Um, I, you know, I had no idea yeah. um, that the needs would be that great, but you know, uh, now we're even seeing that uh, what we didn't expect is that women who have abortion appointments would be calling us. Mm -hmm. And we're getting a lot of those calls now, too. And these are women that don't have pregnancy centers around them. You know, not every community has a pregnancy yeah. center in it. Mm -hmm. And so these women are contacting us now. Um, we've been there have been uh, quite a few stories about us put out on Fox News about our ministry so they're hearing about us. They're reading about us on Fox and other uh, secular media outlets. So they're contacting us. These are women that say, I have an abortion appointment. I heard about you. How can you help me? You know, and they're only wanting to have an abortion because they don't have money to pay rent or something like that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, don't kill mm -hmm. your baby because you don't have rent money. Like right. we can, we can take care of that. 
right? I mean, we can do that. And and so, you know, helping women um, set up a plan, set up a, a plan of stability for themselves and their child, um, you know, we can do that. And and that that's easy. And that sometimes that's all it takes to save the life of their child. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so much we can do and there's so much we can do even if we're confined to home. And so we have a few resources we've created with your help as well, Abby. It's called My Faith Cares. And if you go to that website, you can find a prayer guide. You can find tons of opportunities to reach out and other organizations that are working in this space to step in and fill the needs. There's a little short video from you there, Abby, talking about just the need that we can do and fill you know, from the pro-life community. We can't just say we're pro-life. We have to actually be pro-life. And so we're trying to give you these tools to do that. And then we, at My Faith Votes, we need to be reaching out to our representatives who we've elected to say, you've got to be standing for all life. And so encouraging them to do that. And you can do that right on that website as well. But, you know, I know you're a busy mom and I know there's so much we can be talking about right now, but um, maybe one final thing that you just encourage the audience, how to be pro-life in this coronavirus moment when the battle is so fierce and intense and we're seeing so much of a need that we need to step up and help with right now. Just what, what's your encouragement? You know, um, I would encourage people right now, you know, there's a lot of training resources that are out there that are being offered. Um, Students for Life of America, they're offering a lot of free training resources. Um, you guys have a lot of uh, content that's available for people to watch and take advantage of. Um, you know, now is a really good time um, I mean, of course, we always want to bathe everything in prayer. So absolutely, it's time to step up our prayer game, guys. You know, after you pray, okay, <laughs> and in between your time to prayer, um, I would say now is a really good time for us to equip ourselves on how to be the best pro-life advocates that we can be. You know, what are those... What are those lessons that maybe we've been sort of lacking in? You know, how can we um, speak to people uh, more articulately about the pro-life message? What are those talking points that we hear from maybe, you know, um, abortion supporters that we really don't know how to defend that well? Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe we sort of flub it up and we, we don't really know what to say. And we start, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, um, you know, maybe it's a good time for us to sort of brush up on those apologetic skills. Um, I would also say that right now, everybody is on social media right now. And so I would really encourage us, um, you know, as I said, a lot of, a lot of people are feeling very frenzied right now, especially people who support abortion. And so it can become, um, a very hostile environment on social media right now. And so I would just encourage people, remember that when you are on social media, and this is for me too, trust me, uh, <laughs> that when we're on social media, we are always to be ambassadors of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that quote says, I don't remember who said it, but there's a quote that says, you may be the only Bible that someone mm-hmm. reads. Yeah. And and so just remember that, you know, even in this like very hostile political, political environment, that we need to be mindful of how we're speaking to people, um, that we need to be careful, you know, when we're speaking to people who support abortion, remember that we never know what's in their past. Mm -hmm. They may have had an abortion. They may be really hurting because of that abortion, but it may come across as anger. They just may not know the difference. Um, And so just be mindful of how we're talking to people, how we're talking about abortion, how we're interacting with people. 
um, make sure that we are being ambassadors of Christ. Um, and that's just always a good reminder for myself as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. Well, we're going to ask you to end our time in prayer. But before we do that, let's just give three action items that people can do right now. First is to go watch Unplanned on Amazon Prime because it's available. Second, go to loveline.com and see how you can fill the needs that are just coming daily and ministering to women who are in not only crisis pregnancies, but are just raising kids and struggling and really needing a community around them. And then also visit My Faith Cares, um, and we've got all sorts of resources there for you to be able to step up and not just say you're pro-life, but to actually be pro-life. And so, Abby, we just appreciate your time. So would you just close our time in prayer and just pray for this nation and pray for the women who are facing just unplanned pregnancies right now and in, are in the midst of facing a choice yes. that they would make the best choice. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. All right, Lord, we thank you so much for, for who you are. We thank you for your love, your love for us, your love for um, your creation, Lord. We thank you for your love for the unborn. We thank you um, for your mercy, for your forgiveness. And we thank you for your sovereignty, Lord. And we trust in that. We trust in you during this time of confusion. Lord, we don't know what is going on right now, but we trust that your hand is on this nation and on this world. Lord, we ask that, um, that you guide the administration of this country, that you be with President Trump, Vice President Pence, that you guide them during this time, Lord, that you guide their decisions, um, those that are around them during this time, that you guide their decisions as well. We ask that you be with the governors of every state, that you help them make wise decisions. We ask that you be with those who are currently suffering with unemployment, those who are really struggling right now with this downturn in economy. Lord, so many people are hurting. So many people are struggling with finances. They're struggling emotionally. Or we ask that you just, just break any depressive thoughts, Lord, that are coming into people's minds that are causing them to, to feel like they have no way out of this that are causing them to, to feel like they're never going to be able to crawl out of these holes, Lord, that they turn to you, that they feel your hope, that they feel your love. Lord, we ask that you be with all of us as we stand and as we defend life, the unborn, that we defend these these precious children in the womb. We ask that you be with the lawmakers who are who are standing firm, defending life, that you protect them, that you protect their families, that you give them wisdom. Lord, we ask that you just, you just cause a mass 
exodus of, of people leaving and fleeing these abortion clinics, Lord, that women would just turn and flee from these abortion facilities, that workers would turn and would run away from these abortion facilities and that they would run into your loving arms, that they would know that there is safety and peace and protection in you. We ask that you be with the women who are currently struggling with their decisions. You bring someone around them that will hold them close and will give them wise counsel and help them choose life for their children. Lord, we love you. We trust you. We ask for your grace during these very uncertain times. And we ask for your blessing for those, Lord, who go without, for those who are homeless, who are without shelter and food. Lord, draw them close to your heart. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. We hope this conversation with Abby Johnson was a way to challenge how you view abortion in this nation, but also encourage you in how to stand for life. Visit MyFaithCares.org to learn more. There we provide you with prayer guides, with opportunities to reach out to other organizations in the pro-life world, but also to reach out to your elected officials and urge them to stand for life in this nation as well. Visit MyFaithCares.org today. Mm-hmm.